Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Anytime during my 10 years I could do this. That's power. That's power. Here's the snap. The ball is down. The kick is up. And it's gone! Wolfpack wins! It's time for the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. Here's your host, James Curl. All right, folks. Welcome to the Riddick and Reynolds podcast. We uh, we have uh, a, a slightly smaller group this week, but uh, for good reason. The, uh, the Wolfpack baseball team is facing Wake Forest over... Uh, across the street, not far from us, obviously, here at Amedios, uh at the Doak. And uh, so we are actually kind of watching the pregame show here. Actually, I guess the game, the game just started. Yeah. Uh, so um, we got some live baseball action going on. By the time you hear this, you'll know the uh, result of whether or not State was able to sweep Wake Forest or not. Uh, but um, we will talk some NC State baseball here in just a bit. In fact, uh, one of the things that Dave wanted me to talk about with the uh, Amedios promotion this week is the fact that uh, if you're going to be in town and taking in either the uh, state baseball uh, game or a softball game, uh, come on by Amedios. You know, there's a, a, a great spot uh, that you are familiar with and love. Uh, and that you have been, uh, you know, a fan of, I'm sure, your entire time here at NC State. Uh, Amedios is uh, that place, and we hope that you will uh, remember that as you uh, make your pl- pilgrimage back to Raleigh to catch either baseball or softball. Uh, you know, we want you to uh, think of them as the folks to go to when you uh, need a meal right before the ball game starts. Uh, you know, you can give the folks here at Amedios a call, you know, uh, reserve your table. You can also have uh, catering. If you plan on uh, doing a little bit of uh, pre-gaming over at the uh, ball field or in the parking deck perhaps, uh, you can grab you some Amedios catering here um, or some to-go and take it with you. Uh, there's plenty of options that you can take advantage, and uh, we would love for you to remember Amedios when it comes time for your next trip to Raleigh for a baseball game. Uh, you know, And as always, uh, you know when you... Uh, Speak to the folks here at Medios. Let them know that you heard it from the podcast. It always helps us out. Uh, and another thing, uh, this, of course, being the month of April, at the end of the month, um, I'll be walking in the March of Dimes March for Babies that's going to be held out in the RTP uh, on April 30th. And I uh, just want to remind you, again, that um, you can go to marchforbabies.org slash James Curl. Uh, I have a page there and uh, would love it if you would consider throwing your support my way for that. Um, you know, we don't uh, have ads or, or, you know, I'm not asking you to participate with Stamps.com or any of the other major podcast ad providers that you seem to hear. Um, you know, we do it just because we love doing the show and we love NC State. And uh, so we would love for, um, you know, if you're, if you've, you know, wanted to 
you know possibly contribute over the years or you know or just in, a big fan of the show and want to uh, do what you can to help uh, us out um, you know consider putting that uh, financial backing behind the March of Dimes and uh, you know again that website is marchforbabies.org slash James Curl my name uh, you can go there and make an online donation it would mean a lot to me um, you know again I you know was uh, my wife and I unfortunately lost a child when we were first, uh, you know, uh, together and, and uh, of child rearing age, I guess you would say. Um, and uh, it, um, you know, it was a tough deal. But it, uh, the work that March of Dimes does in helping folks who have difficult pregnancies uh, was what allowed us to have the three lovely children that I have now. Um, I sometimes forget about how much of a miracle childbirth is sometimes when I'm yelling and screaming at them to clean up their rooms or to stop fighting with one another. Um, they are certainly, uh, you know, every bit as, um, you know, uh, vicious and uh, active as uh, brothers and sisters can be towards one another. But uh, when I step back and look at it, I have to do take stock of the fact that uh, they're here because of the fine work that the folks at March of Dimes do in helping folks who have difficult pregnancies, um, you know, allowing them to have uh, children of their own. And so, again, just if you're moved to and, and feel called to, please uh, consider going to marchforbabies.org slash jamescurl and making a donation there. All right. Uh, Matt Purdy is with me this week. How are you doing, sir? Doing great, James. I got to see you over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we had a good time uh, with Chris Hathcock. Uh, mm-hmm. He, of course, uh, the mic man, uh, is a regular attendee of the show here. Uh, there's, I would say, probably a good chance that he's at the baseball game tonight as yeah. well. Or uh, he might be preparing for. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, this weekend is his wedding, and uh, uh, you were actually able to uh, be there with him uh, on yeah. Saturday at the uh, baseball game where he threw out the first pitch. Um, uh, a, a, a huge kudos to everyone at the NC State Athletic Department mm-hmm. for helping us set that up. Uh, so it was something we wanted to do. We weren't quite sure if we were able to make it happen, but um, you know we got to give uh, everyone that was involved with that. Uh, I reached out to Fred Demarest uh, mm-hmm. in uh, the department. He passed the request along to some other folks, Chandler Oliver, uh, Hannah Taylor, yeah, I think, was the right. other. Um, and then I think Omar was the guy who helped. He was he was too. the guy that was on the field with yeah, you guys. Yeah. yeah, if you go to Matt Purdy's um, uh, Twitter feed, there's a Periscope link where he actually filmed uh, Hathcock going out to the mound and, yeah. and throwing that first pitch on Saturday's game against Wake Forest. Um, yeah, it's it's fun to to see him uh, realize the uh, that he's getting to actually toss out the first pitch and yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, he definitely deserved it. And that yeah. was the yeah, no one supports state more than him that I can think. You know, no. outside of maybe monetarily, but you know, you got to do what you can do. Yeah. at that point, but you know, he's. I mean, before I even knew him, he was the Wolfpack kid to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah, we became really good friends. But um, no, it was great to be able to surprise him with one of the few things he actually hasn't done, <laughs> right? You know, NC State wise. So he'd yeah. been on the field plenty of times, but uh, you know, all the players are coming up and talk to him before, and yeah. he got a big hug from Elliot. Um, yeah, I was going to say if you get a chance to watch Matt's video, one of the coolest things is at the end of it. Uh, you know, the first person that greets him off the mound is Elliot, yeah. and he gives him a big long hug and uh, says something to him. We can't hear yeah. it, but. Uh, you know, knowing Elliot, it, it you know it was probably just a, a huge heaping amount of praise for all the support that he's given the team over yeah. the years. Yeah, and the, you know all the players, you know, high fived him and everything. Yeah. So uh, that was that was really cool. Uh, yeah, and we went to the spring game before, so 
think he had a had a great day. Yeah. So that's good. We'll uh, celebrate him this upcoming weekend. If you had to script a uh, a bachelor party for Chris Hathcock, the <laughs> Mike Man, it would probably be heavily centered around NC State athletics, and sure enough, it was. So um, we uh, we had a good time, and um, so kudos uh, or congratulations, I should say, to he and, and his soon to be wife as they get married this weekend, and. Um, we will wish them well uh, moving forward. By the time we record next time, uh, they'll yeah. be married. They'll be man and wife. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to them. All right. Uh, the spring game, let's start there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, I, the there was so many different things to talk about <laughs> it with respect to it. You know, one of the big news items from a, a non-current roster standpoint is the fact that Philip Rivers was in town for oh, the yeah. first time in a while. and. Um, he got a chance to uh, participate, or not participate, but he got to um, take part in some of the uh, festivities. He, on mm-hmm. Friday, I think he was there at practice in the indoor facility and was throwing the ball around with some of the guys. Yeah, and, he threw a trick shot. Yeah, yeah, threw, threw the ball into the old trash can drill. Um, and uh, then on Saturday before the game, he actually got to speak to the team, and, and mm-hmm. the video of him speaking to the team, uh, I mean, every time I see footage of – Philip, when he speaks, um, he's a guy that makes me smile just because his energy just is man, it's through the roof. It's not it's it's not like commercialized or anything. Right. It's not you know you see some of these guys. There's another former state quarterback that you know maybe sometimes you don't you know maybe a little more commercialized, a little more by the book mm-hmm. kind of thing. And and I just don't think Philip cares for that kind of stuff i think he's just what he's saying is what he's saying he may not come to a lot of state stuff and speak a lot but when he does it's pretty impassioned yeah yeah i i've seen both videos of philip's speech and also um you know russell's speech and russell's speech is is just fine i mean yeah it's not you know he's not phoning it in he's russell being russell yeah but that's just how he is right right russell is just very he's not going to give you any ink that's going to light up the page yeah it's it's sports Uh, talk cliche regular kind of stuff yeah and we and we love russell yeah um but you know when philip gave his speech and Mm -hmm. he you know got fired up about you know, you're doing it for the guy that you love, the guy that's beside you, and and uh, he, he couldn't resist to throw in just a ton of, tech, uh, you know, jargon that maybe your average fan wouldn't quite understand about. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't understand it, but he talked about, you know, uh, talking about the, the offensive guard, you know, picking up blocks, uh, you know, doing things to to free up, uh, you know, the the tailbacks and whatnot, or the the three technique. Blowing yeah. up the the double yeah. team so the 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 hat. Yeah. I mean that's just that's just vintage Philip. Um, and at the end of it, you know, he talks about he'd love to get out there and plays because he wants to wear the defense out. Um, he's ever the competitor, and it was fun to see. Um, he got to see a good show from the Red offense. Um, they uh, yeah. they bested the uh, the the white team forty seven to nothing. Um, uh, and Matt, you were there, so I, I, you know, I was out of town for unfortunately a funeral, so I didn't get a chance to see it. But um, mm-hmm. I'll be leaning on you for your observations here. Um, you know, he, the, it, it's always kind of tough. You know, you would expect the red team to beat the white team because the red team is comprised of the first team typically, and the white team is, you know, the second teamers. So, you know, you're you're asking the the backups and your reservists to, yeah. to stop the first teamers. Um, 
nevertheless, you know, they were able to, uh, the offense, uh, put up 47 points and, and showed some, from what I could hear on the radio driving down, um, to Fayetteville, you know, it sounded like the team, the red team was putting up some pretty impressive things. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Fraser got in on the action early and was able to, I think, score a touchdown. Had a couple big runs. So, what were some of your impressions? Uh, let's let's start with quarterback um, because that's one of the most talked about positions going in this year. What were some of your impressions of how Jalen played and also how uh, Jacoby Myers played? They were both solid. Um, it's really hard to tell if anyone's tearing it up um, at that level, you know, unless they go like fifteen to sixteen passing or something. But, yeah, you know, they they both could move. Um, Jacoby was pretty quick. The bits where I saw him scramble, he looked pretty pretty natural at that. Um, you know, take a step back and then kind of find your hole and run. Um, it's also hard to tell when you're playing touch on the quarterbacks. Right. You know, I mean, if we played that with Russell the, in real life, the kid would have had you know yeah. not been a third as good as he as he really is. Um, yeah. So it's kind of hard to tell with that. You know, you don't know how they can take a hit. You know, Jacoby took Meyer or Brissett took. You know, hundreds of hits and just get right back up. And there's there's an intangible asset to that that you can't really yeah. repl- teach or replace. Um, so you know, there's still something to be seen with that. But they both had good arms. Um, I can't remember if any of them threw a pick. I uh, don't see it in the stats. But um, you know, they they both played well. Jacoby was 12 of 10, or 12 of 20. Um, McClendon 13 to 18. Probably about what you expect. McClendon mm-hmm. have a little bit better numbers, but um, overall fairly even. Um, I still think McClendon will start opening day, mm-hmm. and then they'll go off of that. Do you think if there if there was a clear separation before the spring game that maybe the spring game indicated maybe the competition for quarterback may be a little bit narrower than perhaps we might have assumed? Um, maybe. I think the coaches did a pretty good job of really saying, you know, yeah, they did the politically correct thing. If Jalen's been here an extra year, uh-huh. but the competition is open. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, kind of like the, hey, if we started today, Jalen would start. But, yeah. you know, Jacoby's right there. Um, I think it's. I think you could have arguments made for either one. I don't think. The problem is I don't think, you know, with extra year for McClendon and having, you know, a little bit of field experience, all things being even, you give it to him and let him lose it at that point. Um if that kind of answers your question a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, how about from the tailback position? Uh, our, our, you know, three of our main weapons uh, at that spot didn't participate. Uh, right. Jalen Samuels, uh, Gillespie, and um, who am I Matt forgetting? Days. Matt Days, right? Yeah. Um, so from Frazier. Uh, and the other two guys whose names are also escaping me. <laughs> Naheem Hines. Naheem, of course. Uh, and Dequay uh, Nichols, but I don't think Nichols played. I think the the third guy on the red team was actually um, Brady Bodine. Yeah, Bodine. Yeah. So um, Bodine most likely won't see the field much. Uh, no offense to him, but I hope not. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We don't. Know, want maybe to only get in a there. blow. Maybe one or two games early in the season, he'll get a carry. Or yeah. Something, yeah. Hopefully, we'll see him in reserve time. Once nothing that we actually have to judge his performance on. Yeah. You know. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, Hines was quick and shifty as usual. Um, I think he averaged yeah eight yards a carry. Um, mm-hmm. That's obviously pretty impressive, even if you're playing backups, because you know it's you're not really. Trying to get hurt or tackle or anything. Right. Um, Frazier, I think he had the 32-yard touchdown run. Um, I think Hines had one a little, just a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was good to see. You know, outside of that, Frazier was, you know, relatively contained. I think he had like 
another 30 yards on like 14 carries. So kind of average out of that. But, you know, that shows a potential big play. Um, a guy mm-hmm. that can probably, you know, he's big, big and fast. He can shoulder the load. Did he tend to run mostly between the tackles or? It was kind of like off tackle. Okay. So he's not running, from what I remember, he's not running, you know, jet sweeps. Right. But he's not, you know, old school 90s NFL just plowing, you know, right, right. near the defensive follow tackle. The, follow the fullback. Yeah. The whole, yeah. yeah. It was it was a little more open. Um, but more, I would say, like, just inside off tackle from yeah, what I can remember. Um, yeah. I know one of the biggest areas that we had concerns about was the uh, having a big play wide receiver, mm-hmm. uh, the ability to to make plays downfield. And as I was listening on the radio, uh, I think Steph Lewis was his name had a, a nice catch mm-hmm. uh, for 22 yards in, in what sounded like on the radio from uh, Tony Haynes' call that uh, it was you know one of those 50-50 balls, a jump ball, and he mm-hmm. made a play for it. Um, you know. Uh, and they mentioned pregame that Steph Lewis was a guy who had really turned some heads. I don't know if you had a chance to kind of key on him, see some things from him in addition to that catch that maybe would indicate he might be a guy that we should keep an eye on when the fall rolls around. Yeah, I, I saw him make a couple plays, um, you know, with the whole Chris things every now and then. You know, sometimes we'd be talking or whatever. So I didn't see every single play, uh, but mm-hmm. I did actually see him make a couple catches. Um yeah, he played pretty. He played a decent amount as a freshman redshirt last year. Um, I don't know if his injury related or not. I think it was just, hey, we have a whole bunch of guys the same year. Let's spread space somebody out. Yeah. Um, but he's got size. Um, he's got decent speed. He's not Heinz level fast. You know, he's six two over two hundred. Mm-hmm. So I'd be surprised if he was. Um, his catching form coming out of high school and then part of freshman year was kind of a. It was kind of it needed polishing, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's getting a little bit better there. Um, that's one of those things. That, that's actually something you can teach. So you right. know, I wasn't super concerned about that. Um, but no, he he seems to have the kind of size that they want. You know, the six two two ten kind of guys. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you want the CJ Riley types that are six five six. You know, you want to have one of those. But um, outside of that, it's it's great if you can have a couple six two six three guys that can make. You know, they're not super slow, but they can make plays mm-hmm. and. That kind of combination, um, which you got guys like Trowell and Hines and, um, you know, Cherry, who aren't the tallest guys, you know, they're going to, you know, they, they bring a certain aspect, but it's nice to have somebody that you can, they'll kind of, like you said, a 50 50 ball or, yeah. you know, maybe um, on a, you know, third and six, they can, sh- you know, shoulder off a safety to, you know, make a catch over the middle or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, him and Ramos. Um, you know, maybe Kevin Harmon, you know, kid's going to be a freshman, so we don't know about that. But, you know, those kinds of size players are, if you can get one or two of them that can play, that's the majority of what the guys in the NFL look like. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's a, it's a good sign to see him being productive. Right. Uh, just before we leave the offense, uh, overall, you know, the other big storyline, I guess, over the offseason has been the installation of the new offense under Elijah Drinkwitz. Did you see anything that uh, in your mind would say, oh, this feels different relative to how Canada ran things, or uh, does the offense at this point still feel pretty vanilla? I mean, are, can you can you see hints of what we might expect come the fall, or at this point is it still kind of early to start making judgments on what kind of offense they played it's, just from the spring game? It's kind of in between. Uh-huh. Um, you would... I would be disappointed if he had shown me something too crazy, if uh-huh. that makes sense. You don't want to give up any tricks in a pointless game. Yeah. Um, 
there wasn't a whole, as quite as much side to side from what I you know noticed, which is good because that was a sticking point for me. It's you yeah. know in, unless you're team full of athletes like Clemson or something, there's yeah. no point in doing it. Um, against the halfway decent teams, so it was a little bit more forward. It looked, it seemed like maybe the protection style. I don't know, maybe that's to Ledford or if that's Drinkwitz calling things. Um, seemed like things were a little more spread out, and the quarterbacks at least had room. Maybe even if they didn't have time, they at least hmm. had. And you know, maybe some of that's they were playing the second team defense, but right. Um, you know, it, it seemed like when I from what I, you know looking back on it, that maybe McClendon and Myers had a little bit more space to kind of like move around and figure out what they were going to do. Yeah. Um, the routes. The receivers are running seemed a little bit more complex from what I remember. Um, nothing, you know, earth-shattering, but it seemed like mm-hmm. everyone was moving kind of in different directions, whereas last year it seemed kind of, kind of maybe like two guys were kind of run and stop, and the rest of the guys would run the routes. Right. Um, so the the route tree was decent from what I saw. Yeah. Yeah, um, I listened to, again, as I mentioned, to some of the pregame uh, discussion and you know one of the other coaching changes was the uh, at offensive line coach, and we mm-hmm. brought in uh, Ledford uh, from App State, and he from to hear them tell it uh, is a guy that believes much more in you know offensive line linemen being aggressive, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's funny because when I heard that on the radio, you know, something that Jake Vermiglio had told us two years ago when he was on the show is that you know. Uh, they, the guys under you know the current coaching staff back then, mm-hmm. you know the offensive line coach didn't seem to really have a, a huge emphasis on being aggressive. You yeah. know they seemed more passive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I think if if Jake were still here in in the Raleigh area, I get the sense that he would probably be much more pleased with uh, the type of attitude that uh, Lefford yeah. is trying to install in, mm-hmm. in that offensive line. So yeah, he's a, he's a Country boy from the mountains, and uh-huh. you know, probably has a little bit of attitude to him. He's not, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and he's absolutely right. Uh, Jake was in, and you can see where that philosophy would pay off. In you know, if mm-hmm. you're uh, muscling up against guys who are their sole purpose in life is to get past you and, and to and destroy <laughs> destroy the all guy. humanity on the other <laughs> side of the ball. Right. Yeah. You, you need to be able to match that level of aggression. Right. And and not only match it, but also in, in you know kind of exceed assert it. your own will. Yeah. Exceed it and assert your own will and say I'm going to flatten you and then I'm going to flatten your linebacker who's right. trying to make a play. Um, so. Uh, you know, hopefully that will be um, something that we see uh, as a tangible de- uh, difference from our offensive line in the uh, in the coming year. Mm-hmm. Um, defensively, did you see anything? Um, you know, obviously that uh, yeah. was something of a concern last year, and um, you know there were times where it seemed like our our you know maybe our linebackers and secondary were a little bit uh, weak and, and gave up uh, some big plays. Did you see anything? I mean, obviously they shut out the white team, but I don't yeah, know how much you can read into that. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's, a, it's a huge caveat Yeah, there. it's a little um, full I mean, Josh fold. Taylor was the number one, you know, court, Josh Taylor, Dylan Parham, who's a true freshman, and uh, Cornwell, who's a walk-on, were the quarterbacks. I mean, Josh Taylor was 6-9, and nine, but he was also only due for 19 yards. Yeah. So, um, they did have some interceptions. Yeah, they had three picks. Dravius Wright, who – it was funny because I've been thinking – you know, he's been a three-year starter, like, pretty much every game. I don't recall him having an interception at any point in regular play. So, you know, at least there's something there. Guy has does have hands. Um, so, you know, he's, he's a great hitter. Um, and he, you know, he helps make up for the fact that they only, they've only been playing two linebackers. He's kind of like a 
you know, line, like half a linebacker there. Uh-huh. Um, so it's good to see that. Sean Boone, Arius Moore, two guys who you should see a lot of. Um, I think Sean Boone is going to, not because of the interception or anything, but I think he's going to be someone that you see a lot more of this year. Um, I think the coaches were really high on him last year. They just couldn't quite find a reason to play him. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you'll still see Josh Jones as much. It, it depends. I mean, they're moving like Jermaine Pratt back from linebacker, back to safety, and maybe back. And it, I think they're trying to figure out a way to get the best players on the field without sacrificing too much speed because I think that's mm-hmm. part of their problem. Um, you know, Tocho and Stevens have plenty of speed at corner, so I'm not – not overly concerned about that. Um, you know, the D line's gonna. It's hard to tell who they were really going against in the spring game. Right. But they should be good. I mean, Roseboro will be a sophomore. Street's a junior. Usually, players make a big jump between sophomore and junior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, at, at least at that position, you know, quarterbacks and receivers and stuff usually is freshman to sophomore. Um, but you know, there's their strength, their size. You know, mm-hmm. obviously that's. If you looked at the recruiting rankings, that's where the talent has been coming in. Can, you know, thanks to Ryan Nielsen doing a great job up there. Um, I, I think they'll be okay. I think the real thing is to figure: Are they going to go to a true three linebackers? Are they going to stick at two? Um, yeah, yeah, Huxtable's still the defensive coordinator, so I'm assuming you know they'll stick to whatever formation he had before with the you know the the four two five or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know is, is right going to play strong safety or is he going to you know keep playing that nickel hybrid role yeah because um, you know Riley Nicholson had a great freshman year I thought and he deserves some playing time but the you know Fernandez is solid Moore is probably the higher ceiling guy on the linebacking core but Fernandez and Moore aren't liabilities but you kind of want to get Riley Nicholson out there mm-hmm. uh, maybe one of freshmen like a Brock Miller or somebody or maybe Terrell Manning's brother um, Artemis Robinson maybe he Finally, you know, see some field. I don't know. It, it depends. They know that personnel better than I do. But um, to me, that's going to be the interesting thing. Are they going to stick in this four-two-five? Um, they've done okay against the run for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, UNC game was was rough there. That was rough in general in right. that game. But um, I I don't know. I think they're just going to stick with the most athletic, you know, formation. Yeah, which is probably the four-two-five for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, you want guys who are able to make plays and are in a system that suits what they have, yeah. you know, uh, talent-wise, and hope that you're not trying to fit too much of a square peg into a round yeah. hole. And Even the um, best teams have to do that. Yeah. You know, you think, oh, Alabama, whoever they want. But, you know, at the end, are they going to play 3-4 or 4-3? Depends on mm-hmm. who's still left. Of course, their their problem is kids leaving after junior year. But, <laughs> right. But, um you know, every team has to do that, and that really kind of shows to me if, if a coach is, you know, worth his weight. So, yeah, be interesting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, in, in, you know, it's, uh, I think as we cautioned last week before the spring game, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to look at some of the stats. Um, you just have to be very careful about uh, trying to glean too much from them. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I've often wondered, and, and Matt, maybe you have an opinion on this, maybe not. Um, you know, I, if maybe if only for part of the game, I'd love to see the ones go versus the ones. Um, yeah, I thought they were supposed to be splitting it up via a draft or something this year, um, which I was excited 
you know, I was thinking that'd be great. You have a good mix of players. Mm-hmm. You guys can play with different guys. I see what they why they did what they did. Chemistry, getting them used to playing with each sure. other, especially but, along the lines. Right, right. Um, but if you get, yeah, the lines like I could see them maybe doing. It'd be cool to see first team O line versus first team D line. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah. split the linebackers up, but so, you know, still make it even. But maybe have guys that could still theoretically be playing together. You don't necessarily want to put like Cornwell starting with you know. Uh, Matt Days, you know, something like that. But, yeah. you know, I feel like there's a, the program's to a point enough enough depth where you could, you know, like you said, kind of make it not necessarily even once versus ones, but something. Um, yeah. Or maybe do the first two series, ones, ones against ones, and switch. Because, I mean, Frazier and, you know, um, Sesums were, like, switching teams and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I- you know, I, I guess I'm thinking of it from the selfish stand, fan standpoint of, you know, I want to see the two best units go against what, each other. You know, I, I want to see what's going to most closely approximate what we can expect to see come, you know, the fall. You know, a, 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 a you know ACC offense against an off ACC defense, um, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, I think I, it kind of also goes along with don't want anyone to get hurt. <laughs> sure, sure, um, and you know, and and. While you may not, gl- you know, glean as much information as you would like, uh, or that you can trust, you know, with a, a one team going against uh, the second team, you know, if you're if you're a coach and you're looking for guys on that second team to stand out, make some plays. If you're a second teamer and you can make some plays against the, oh, yeah. the first team, it's a huge chance for you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's that maybe that's more of what the coaches are hoping to see than, mm-hmm. um, you know, just ones going against ones. But uh, anyway, that's just. Uh, my little soapbox there. Um, well, uh, we shall see how things unfold. Hopefully, no more injuries throughout the uh, rest of the off season and and the team. I don't think there were any injuries out of the spring game. I don't remember seeing any. Yeah, I think nothing. If, devast- nothing that I know of. So it's probably yeah. too bad. If if we heard nothing, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, we'll see how things unfold as we get closer to the fall, which uh, is frighteningly close I uh, as I get older and older. Um, I do want to mention some baseball, but before we do, uh, congratulations to the uh, yeah, cheer, the cheer team. team. Yeah, uh, came away with the uh, 2016 NCA uh, National Cheerleaders Association National Championship for D1A. Uh, kudos to them. Uh, we also had some other awards that were garnered. I think uh, Mrs. Wolf came in uh, second <laughs> place in the mascot category. Uh, Mr. Wolf only came in sixth, so shame so on you, Mr. Wolf. She wears the pants in the family. <laughs> she will. She lowered that over Mr. Wolf uh, from here on out, uh, at least for the next 365 days. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, kudos to them. I, you know, I, I remember when I was in school, the, uh, the cheer squad was always very strong and uh, was right there. For national titles, this is the fifth in the uh, program's history. So, um, oh, that's I, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've always had strong cheer, and uh, you know, I'm glad that they were able to get another national title. Uh, and uh, I'm understanding that the dance team actually came in second at the uh, the same competition. So, um, yeah, you know, that's. Uh, Ladies are holding it down. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Ladies, and, and let's give the guys on the yeah, uh, the co-ed cheer squad uh, some credit as well. Uh, they do things that no mortal man can do, which is lift a uh, you know woman, a full-grown woman, over their head uh, for extended periods of time. Um, kudos to them. I I, uh, I was 
looking at this because you know we've also been kind of paying attention to some of the uh, Sears Cup or the Directors Cup uh, standings. I do not think that Cheer unfortunately gets counted into those I, standings. I think it has to be, have scholarships attached to it. Yeah, I'm not sure how. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if cheerleading. Yeah, I don't know. Not, to be honest, but. right, right. There's probably some sort of um, stipulation that has to be met in order for mm-hmm. uh, that to be counted in. I did not see in the uh, Learfield Cup standings a column for cheer, so I'm pretty sure that it won't. But um, you know, uh, that shouldn't take away anything from their accomplishment because uh, yeah. it's a it's a huge one, definitely. Uh, it's been a great year for you know a lot of our sports programs. So. Um, all right, before we get out of here, we mentioned that state uh, baseball is competing against Wake Forest. Uh, they're hosting the Deeks this weekend. They actually moved the Sunday game to Monday to accommodate uh, being on television tonight. Um, so uh, that's, again, where I think a lot of our folks are this evening. Um, but they were able to uh, win the first game 11-7. to They trailed in that game. Yeah. Um, I think Elliot got thrown out and it spurred him on from what I <laughs> – Red. Uh, you know, uh, being able to get tossed from a game and have that motivate your team is a special skill that I think yeah. uh, uh, you know not every coach can succeed at. Bobby Cox was like kind of one of the. <laughs> yes. I think it was like Billy Martin, then it was like Bobby Cox. I think yeah, the yeah. Bobby Cox was of one of the masters of getting thrown. And, um, Sparky um, Anderson, I think, and Jim yeah. Leland were some of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, well, Lou Pinella was known mm. for his meltdowns. And Lloyd Lloyd uh, McClendon when he stole the base and threw that and like <laughs> well, said he was taking that home with him because <laughs> it wasn't called right or something. Right. Oh my, I was well, cracking up. Pinella threw a base or two in his time. Yeah, as well. he'd also come up one time and he covered the plate in dirt and said that he said something along the lines of like, I guess this is what it looks like to you or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, probably in a, a non safe for work way. Right, right, right. Yeah, definitely NSFW. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, State came back and won the game uh, on uh, Friday, 11-7. to um, The uh, the game Saturday that you guys attended, uh, I think State won in walk-off fashion, right? Uh, yeah, Preston uh, Palmero. Palmero hit a walk-off uh, shot that uh, sealed that game 3-2. to uh, And I'm just going to do a quick score check here. looks like State's actually lo- leading currently 2 to nothing against Wake Forest, so... Um, I didn't even see it was online. <laughs> yeah, um, so uh, I think this might be one of the rare occasions where State has uh, actually been out ahead of Wake Forest uh, in, in yeah, the Yeah, they were down the entire game on Saturday. Yeah, they didn't uh, lead the uh, Friday's game until the sixth inning. Um, and so, um, so yeah, uh, they've made it dramatic uh, against Wake Forest, but if they can uh, win tonight and sweep the Deeks, um, that'll definitely be a huge step in kind of uh, getting things back on track. I saw that uh, the folks at Back in the Pack had a nice article about State kind of hitting in their stride uh, midseason uh, and uh, for, for other teams to take notice. So it'd be good if uh, everything, all the pieces started to come together and this team could finish the ACC season strong and then set themselves up nicely for uh, the NCAA um, tournament. Uh it would be uh, again, you know, great if State could host another regional. I uh, don't know if they they're they're sitting at seven and five. You know, mm-hmm. the uh, Florida State losing those two games. Um, well, you know, we maybe we should count our blessings. Uh, but uh, that's two games that if they had maybe managed to uh, at least get one of those two against Florida State, maybe could have helped State. I don't, I don't know, but. Uh, you know, we only had the one game against them, which we lost. But uh, we'll see how uh, things play out, and hopefully 
State will uh, put themselves in a good position at, at the very least. You know, the ranking-wise, there's certain uh, ranking services that have State uh, up in the top 20 at the moment. Um, you mm-hmm. know, just yeah, keep, they're up to 12th, I think. Yeah. yeah. Just keep playing well, and then everything else will kind of shape itself yeah. or shake itself out. So, uh, any other news and notes that I need to be aware of? I'm trying to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, uh, I'm sure there's probably some other news from maybe some of the other uh, yeah. Olympic sports that uh, I'm forgetting or not aware I, I of. I think but the softball team has been treading water. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, so, I don't. I can't think of anything that stands out. Well, that's true. Uh, you know, uh, we did have a guy uh, from the swimming team that I think will be uh, uh, quali- that qualified to compete in the Olympics. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think it's for Lithuania. So, uh, so, so yeah, well, not for the U.S. We are all Lithuanian. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, so we'll we'll be. Uh, How do you say statement in Lithuanian? Uh, that's a very good question. I don't know. We shall hashtag uh, Lithuania statement. Um, <laughs> And I think Gwizdowski was uh, competing yeah, for a spot right. uh, on on the Olympic squad as well. I'm not sure how that panned out. Uh, my apologies uh, if that has been finalized, but uh, hopefully he can f- uh, firm up a spot. On yeah, yeah. So um, we'll see. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have a few Olympians by the time 20 you know Rio rolls around. Um, all right, well, I'll go ahead and uh, wrap this up because uh, we're already kind of uh, running a little bit long uh, as f- things go. But uh, I will thank Matt Purdy for his time on the show again this week. Uh, for the folks who showed up here tonight, and uh, we'll wish State luck as they finish out the series against Wake Forest. So for Matt, for James, this is uh, us saying so long here on the Riddick and Rills podcast. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.